Hello, my name is Richard, that's Tom, this is Terrifying Tom, and this week we are discussing the 2023 film M3GAN, or Megan, if you like. What's your favourite scary movie? Yo, Slim Shady. Yo, voice 5-9. Yo, wanna make a movie? We got the film right now. Yeah, I'm one of them pretty rappers, fuck if I really have to, I really slap you. So yes, as I said, we are discussing the uh, the 2023 film, the first film on our list that's actually current and new. Now, this was a lot more current and new when we went to go see it. Uh, don't think it's actually in cinemas it's anymore. Still in cinemas. Is it still in cinemas? Still in, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, any regardless, spoilers for the film Megan. Obviously, yeah. if you haven't seen Absolutely, it. go and see the film first before you listen to us. Yeah. As much as we like people listening to the show, you know, we don't want to ruin the film for you. Yeah, just obviously, yeah, spoilers. It is a brand new film out, you know. So, uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a difference for us mm. this time. Yeah, on. yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, this one. Yeah, I, I wanted to go for a kind of a... A, a current film as well, because I don't want to just do all, all of the old ones. Yeah. I want to look at some of the more recent horror films and things like that as well. And this was one that just um, pricked my interest, so to speak. Um, how best to describe it? It's basically child's play for Generation Z, right? That's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, that's the first thought when I saw the trailer for the first time. Um, we did talk about this before. I don't know if you saw the, the Charles Play remake that came out a few years ago. I didn't know, but it's I did hear very good things. similar to this uh, in terms of the way like, Chucky's portrayed in that film. Vocalized by Mark Hamill as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker is um, the Joker as well. Oh, oh yeah, Batman, from the animated Batman. 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 So he's not. You know, he's, he's, he's a man of many talents. It he, seems. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, that was my the first thought when I saw the trailer was Charles Play. Yeah, the remake is very similar in terms of modern technology. Yeah, it's 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 child's play brought into the new, uh, the current century, the new the new technological wave that we have. So we'll get into it a little bit, but a brief synopsis about the film. So you'll see what we're talking about. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. So. Not exactly the same premise, not a possessed doll, but it's a, uh, it's 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 child's play meets Terminator. Yes, that's uh, definitely yeah. That was exactly what I was going to mention at some point in this podcast. Terminator is everything that immediately comes to mind, and uh, a machine that will not stop until it's achieved its objective. Yeah, 
and its objective yeah. in this film is uh, to uh, what keep a little girl Protected. from all harm, yeah. basically. Yeah, and whether that if that By means any means necessary. if that means I have to kill all the people you love to keep you safe, then I will. <laughs> Um, it stars Alison Williams, uh, Violet McGraw, and Ronnie Cheng. So, who's uh Yeah, that's fine. I, I heard some, some not bad things, but a lot of people were questioning his um, role in a horror film. Um, I thought it was actually quite an inspired role, to be honest with you. It, quite oh, inspired oh, 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 uh, Ronnie Chang. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought he was probably the, maybe the best character in the film. Yeah, certainly the funniest. He, he, good comic relief. He was the character in the film. I spent the whole time. I've seen him before. And I can't remember what it was in. He was in uh, Young Rock. Um, it's directed by Gerard Johnston, uh, and it was released on the thirteenth of January, twenty twenty-three. So yeah, very very modern as as we were. We'll get into some of the other statistics and and the ratings a little bit later on. But let's just talk about like your first impressions of the uh, of the film. We we did a brief um, mini episode which should go up before this one, which you should hear. Um, immediately after we came out of the cinema just discussing our initial thoughts on this film but yeah just after it's marinated a little while what what, so, what do you think remember about? when i first saw the trailer and it was one of those trailers you laugh at because you think that's uh supposed to be taken seriously mm -hmm. like, and it's just hilarious that the trailer the first time i saw it and the online discussion was pretty much the same until it came out and it started to get a little bit more positive reviews and yeah. stuff and i thought okay well, you this film it just sounds all right and yeah i really enjoyed this film um i don't think it takes itself too seriously and i think that's a, a good thing really I, i'd say that's a really good way to describe it yeah. it knows what it is and it leans into it very well that's it yeah i mean yeah. if you look at some of the scenes in this film they're, they're funny the people in the theater watching it were laughing at some of the scenes yeah um but not because LOL, this film is bad. More like, LOL, this is funny. It's very self-aware. Yeah, it's generally yeah. funny. And, you know. Yeah, it, it, knows, it knows what it is. It leans into that fact quite well. And it, it does have some, like, um, slightly ridiculous scenes. But I think that they work in the whole grand scheme of the film. You know, when, when a toy is basically the enemy of, of a film, you can't take it too seriously no, I don't think. no. So, but but it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous for its own own reason either so yeah i i, I would agree with that i actually hadn't seen any trailers for it whatsoever oh. i my first um encounter with it was uh just watching youtube uh, and sometimes on YouTube, I watch film criticisms and, and critiques and stuff like that. And and this Megan film kept popping up and I was like, what the hell is this? And I just watched it. And one of the reviews was, yeah, talking about how, um, like, it's AI gone amok, basically. And um, the, 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 the subtle societal messaging behind the film as well which we'll get into a little bit later on but yeah but yeah i just saw it and i thought this actually looks like it might be okay actually i just thought and and yeah on this like i said on the podcast i wanted to try and get some modern films in there as well and this was the first horror film that pretty much had come out since we started doing this podcast i think maybe the last halloween film maybe nope as well 
I don't know. I think that I think Nope came a little bit earlier than this podcast, didn't it? I'm not sure when we started, but yeah, Halloween definitely. Yeah, we could have done the Halloween, but I've got plans. I've got plans for the Halloween films. Don't 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 worry. So it was not good. Wait, we'll we'll discuss that when we get to the Halloween films. Um, but yeah, so as I said, this film is basically about a woman who is design who works at a toy factory, and her sister and her sister's husband, her so her brother-in-law, um, die in a car accident with their daughter in the car. So she has to now take care of her niece, and this woman seems like. And a child adult, an adult child? Yeah, she definitely isn't prepared for uh, this circumstance. No, no. I, she... mean, no, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't know who like, could who be, would but, be, yeah. yeah but, um, she seems like she's very not uh, in the position to have children. No, I mean, if something like this happened, for example, you'd think that you would be prepared for her when she came home. You'd think so. And she doesn't seem to be prepared at all, like... I mean, but I guess it all depends on how quickly it happened. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about this more in a, in a scene that's coming up, uh, because yeah, this scene I find quite quite comical for that reason. But we'll we'll discuss it a little bit more coming up. But it seems to happen very quickly. But so you see her, you see the the parents die in a car crash, and you see her at work now building Megan basically and like she's trying to put on a display for her boss uh, and it goes horribly wrong and he's pissed because he didn't authorize this this uh, project at all he asked for something else she hasn't been working on that she's now gone and she's built this really expensive doll um now in that scene it seems like she's, they're having a lot of problems with the doll initially yeah and they said something that I thought was a bit of a Chekhov's gun, but didn't come up again in the entire film. So I was a little bit. So, so the reason that she freaked out and it goes wrong and she breaks and she sets on fire basically was because that they didn't put like an inhibitor chip or something in her head in into the system. He said, "Oh, I forgot to put the blah 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 in right. the do mehiki. and I thought that that dujamahiki was going to be the the Chekhov's gun. It turns out there was another Chekhov's gun right. later on. But yeah, I thought that this was going to be the thing that kind of went awry, and that's what led her to become a psychopath. But it never comes up again. But um, yeah, and then she obviously finds out that her sister's been in the accident, and now she needs to take care of her niece. So I, I'm I'm saying I don't know how long between those two events happened because they don't live in the same state. It seems so. Her sister lives in like Seattle. Right, okay. and then she lived in California in like the Silicon Valley kind right, of area. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't remember that at all, but I'll take your word for it. So, I mean, she said that she'd been off, she had to take a week off work mm. to go for the funeral and, and all the arrangements and everything like that. And obviously, the child was left to her in not not left to her like, like, like well, a fucking if, car if you're, or something. If you're a godparent, right? Yeah, if anything happens to the well, yeah, if anything happens, then you put forward who you would like to have custody of yeah. the child yeah yeah but it's not not like you know oh here's my antique coin collection i'm, <laughs> I'm leaving it to you kind of thing 
But yeah, so she's left with the child now and the child comes home with her and she doesn't know what to do. She's a little bit, ooh, what do I do? And everything like that. And then... Very much focused on her career. Yeah, it's very oh, career driven. Yeah, she doesn't want it. And then... And then her niece. We get introduced to the first victim of Megan. Ah, right, yeah. 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 I mean, there wasn't many like characters in this film I outright hated. I think Alison has her flaws, definitely. Uh, not Alison, sorry, Gemma. Gemma. <laughs> the, the actress who plays her is called Oh, Alison. you've written down the character names. Yeah, yeah. Man, you're more prepared yeah. than I am. I uh, didn't Gemma is the main, <laughs> the main woman in this film, played by Alison Williams, who was in Get Out. So she was the most recognisable person in this yeah. film for me. Uh, yeah, she's very flawed. She's not used to, well, she, she's not, you know, prepared for... For what do you think is the name of the little girl? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I thought, Katie. Yeah. It turns out, no, her name is Katie. Oh, it is Katie. C-A-D-Y. That's actually her name? Yeah. I thought it was like American pronunciation. You know how they don't pronounce their T's, they yeah, pronounce them as D's? Yeah, Katie. I thought it was Katie for the whole I film. thought it was Katie. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, Katie, what a weird up. name. Yeah, so anyway, going off track. If you are named Katie, I apologise. Yeah, sorry, it's a very American but it's Yeah, but it, as, as, as a British ear, when you hear Americans say T's, they tend to say them as D's. So for me, I thought it was just Katie. Yeah. yeah. But like Katie, yeah, you know. Katie, yeah, yeah. So it's actually so, Katie. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean... Obviously, uh, Alison Williams' character is a little bit unprepared for for her being there. Mm -hmm. And uh, talking about the dog, the the dog, yeah. Sorry, I've got <laughs> fully off track. Career um, driven, as we know. Mm -hmm. um, so she's a little bit hateable in this movie, I guess. Even though she's trying to do the right thing for the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that the main villain in this other than Megan, obviously, is uh, the next door neighbor and the dog. Yeah, but weirdly so. Like, yeah, like the first interaction, she didn't strike me as much of a, like a psychopath, crazy cat lady kind of thing. She didn't really strike me as that. She just struck me as like the next door neighbor that didn't quite understand boundaries. You yeah, know? kind of. But yeah. I think in that interaction. What was Alison's name? What was her? Gemma. Gemma. I think I think she comes off more as the bitch. I mean, she personally. doesn't get the, the the fence fixed. That she the gate. No, the fence. It's not fixed. But then, whose responsibility? You get it fixed if you well, want. To fix yeah, it, true. Yeah. But then, yeah. I mean, it's just a fence. I mean, the dog could run round the fence anyway. It's got nothing to do with the fucking fence yeah. being there. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll get to it later. But you know, I'm no, I'm usually not up for dogs. Dying in films. I like it when the dogs die in films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like not, not, no, not because I don't like dogs, but because I think it takes it shows balls from the director <laughs> to make that decision to kill an animal. Hey, one of the greatest films of all time. There's a dog that dies, so I'm not gonna. There's no dogs in Jurassic Park. So no, Terminator Two. Oh, Woofy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Poor Woofy. Uh, the dog dies in Jurassic Park Lost World. Oh, yeah. Gets eaten, gets doesn't eaten it? By the T Rex. Yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, we're not here to talk about dogs in films. Oh. Oh. But yeah. John that, Wick. Oh, that's the whole purpose for the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first 10 minutes yeah I think that's maybe why that was a good film that's why I liked it so much you know because you know it killed the dog quickly anyway anyway um, yeah I think that she comes off as kind of the bitch in this scene because I mean I, I mean I get that she's just lost her sister and she's like I don't know it seems to me like that's the only family she had left and then apart from uh, Katie yeah um I think I, I get it's stressful, but I don't know. She just came off as a bit of a bitch. Plus, we, we don't really see her mourn her sister no, or her husband. No, don't really see. It's it. just kind of like, well, that was really yeah, any sort of emotion. <laughs> I don't think there's a scene that where she cries. That you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, maybe one from pain, but I don't remember yeah. her actually crying. Yeah, crying, there doesn't no. be much emotion. Like maybe, yeah, you know, that's what we didn't see in the film. But that might have been a bit nicer, maybe. But then. That doesn't, you know, uh, show us the portrayal of Gemma in this film. No. You know, not being prepared and being more career-driven than anything else. But she just seems like it's all a big annoyance. Yeah, than yeah pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've really got to do some work now, so can you just watch TV? How so, inconsiderate that your yeah. mum died and left you with me. Yeah, it does feel like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very, it's very weird. But, um, yeah, and then... So it, I'm led to, from from the timings, this is the scene that I wanted to talk about. From the timings, it seems to me it's like literally the next day. Like, probably, she, probably not. Yeah, it, I, it's probably not, but it seems to me like it's literally the next day and she's like getting ready to go back to work. And, and then the child psychologist or something comes around yeah that's right yeah who again in this scene comes off as a bitch who the psychologist the psychologist i, I don't know i i think this the, these scenes were probably this scene is one of the most uncomfortable scenes in the whole film for me just like when she comes around and she's just sitting there observing them together yeah it's like yeah Especially, I think, when, you know, her mum and dad just died as well. It's a little bit harsh. I get what you're saying. Um, it, just I mean, came, it just came off more uncomfortable than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it would be uncomfortable to be in that situation, for sure. Just someone sitting there staring at you, watching you, how you interact with this child. And it's like, I've literally had her for a day. So, like, get off my fucking back. And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, well, you know... There's not a lot to do in this house, is there? It's like, it's been a fucking day, woman. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to fucking do? Give me a chance, man. Like, this is why I was saying that, because it feels like, I mean, you don't see how much passage of time has gone. It literally, like, okay, well, you go to bed now. I don't know how to read a story. Uh, here's my tablet. Fuck around on my tablet or something, yeah. you know. All right, now you're going to cry yourself to sleep. And then we wake up in the morning and now, bitch, I've got to go to work. And then this fucking psychologist comes around and she's like, well, why is your house not better set up for this kid? It's like, it's been one day, bitch. And then you have the, the, the collectibles. What person in this day and age doesn't know what a fucking collectible is? And she's looking at her like, you have toys that you don't play with. That's yeah, so a little, weird. A little bit odd. Oh, I how old was this 
counsellor anyway. And she looked like the same age as like this. Yeah, yeah, she looked like some 20s, 30s. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really you know? understand that. But she like come round to this person's house and she's just like, bitch, you better fucking let her play with your toys. Mm. You know, and then she's like, yeah, um, maybe let her decide how she wants to play with it. And it's like, I would have been like, don't talk to me in my own fucking house like this. I don't give a shit who you are. You can't come around my house and talk to me like a cunt. They should have taken her away there. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could have put in a complaint about like, well, she's got a fucking attitude problem, man. <laughs> I mean, she came around my house and started not, not telling me how to look after a child. No, just basically saying, you're a fucking idiot. Shut up. Like she, yeah, it does seem a little bit hard. That's one yeah. character I really wanted to die in this film, but she didn't. <laughs> and also, you thought she was going to as well at one point, like when she's when Megan comes up later on, she's like, "You made her cry." Uh, <laughs> like that wasn't my intention. Yeah, and yet here we are. <laughs> you know, I thought, "Oh, bitch, gonna get it," but she never did. Well, never did. Never fucking saw her again. But um. But yeah, I couldn't believe that. I thought that that was ridiculous when she just came around and started talking to her like a like a bitch, like literally the day after like we got home. It's like I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make a uh, a prediction, a guess here that she did die in the film, but the the, the scene was cut. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, because I did read something about that. It was supposed to be a more violent film, and I had to. I'm guessing they down wanted to yeah get. Teams and that in, didn't yeah, they? That yeah. was it, yeah. Um, so. so I'm gonna, well, you know, I'm not 100% sure, but that's just a prediction. I think that that makes sense as well, because like she's in this film for like a few scenes and she's not, it's not like, it's not like the room where these people are in here and you're like, what the fuck are you even doing here? Who are you? And then they disappear and you're just like, okay, fine, whatever. It's more like, I don't know, she seems like not an integral part of the story, but she seems like a big character within the story. You know, like yeah. she's she's adding the friction that makes... Al well, Je between Gemma? Alison, uh, between Gemma and Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She adds the friction that makes Gemma want to... Like, oh, I need to do something to prove that, no, everything's cool, everything's fine, don't worry about it, this is a good house for a child and stuff like that, yeah. So she seems to add that friction. So not integral, but important, I would say. So it does make sense that perhaps she would be killed because otherwise she just disappears and you never fucking see her again. Yeah. But yeah, um, anyway, yeah, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, fucks off. She certainly drives you more potty than she did me. I tell you, I just she didn't really make a dent. Do you know what it was? It was just it was the thought of this woman just coming into my house when I literally the day after I've had this child. So I haven't had any time to do anything. It's like, bitch, I have just got fucking home. What do you expect me to do in the eight hours it's been? Like, do you want me to build a fucking treehouse in like that eight hours? Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, I don't think it was realistic, was it? But you know, they had to do something in the film to you know show that she's not prepared. Yeah, and then and then, and then it was like, but then it was like, well, this collectible, and it's like, okay, yeah, well, we'll damage the box and we'll get it out. And I'd be like, well, surely everyone knows what a collectible is in this day and age. And then, and then after that, it was like. You know, she's just rolling this thing along the floor. 
So she doesn't know how it works. So then she goes to explain her and says, oh, it actually opens up into a robot. And then this bitch is like, maybe let her decide how she wants to play. And it's like, bitch, maybe she doesn't know how the fucking thing works. So I'm trying to teach her. You know, that's like putting someone in a, in front of a computer and going, you just decide what you want to do. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, well, yeah, you can actually, know. Let them decide how they want to use the computer. It's like, right, well, the computer can do a lot more than you're actually asking it to, but you don't necessarily know. So, I don't know, she just really, really rubbed me up the wrong way. I, I would have liked to have seen her die. Well, well maybe you might do in a, a director's cut. Just cut. Yeah, that would be good. I'd, I'd watch that. But um, yeah, so then we then we move we move forward, and you see that uh, Katie is uh, um, having a little bit of trouble settling in still. But um, Gemma, Gemma, yep, Gemma, <laughs> Gemma wants to still do her work and stuff like that. So she's like, "You sit here and entertain yourself. I'm gonna go in this room for a few hours to try and design this new thing because I've got deadlines, always deadlines." Um, Your life, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got deadlines for this, for instance. Um, so then, yeah, she basically leaves her to it and uh, goes off and starts designing this new thing that her boss told her that she had to do. And Katie walks in, and she's like, "Oh shit, has it really been that long? Sorry, dude, totally forgot. Time slipped away. Got his deadline and shit, you know." And then they see. Bruce. <laughs> Good old Brucey. Which is the Chekhov's gun that did pay off. Not as much as I would have liked it to, but it, it paid off. But yeah, Bruce is basically this robot that um, Gemma's built previously that can be controlled with like movements and gloves and it does what you do basically. And then she's explaining how it works to Katie and Katie's like, this is so cool. Oh my God, if I had a toy like this, I would never be alone again. It's great. And this gives Gemma the spark to create Megan, which is the scene I want to come back to. So she was in a state-of-the-art toy designing laboratory. Uh -huh trying to design this robot couldn't get it right yet she manages to knock it out in one evening in her fucking garage it's motivation for your dedication <laughs> i just found that strange inspiration it's like oh we couldn't get it to work in this really primarily designed environment for it but now nah, i can knock it up in a couple of hours in my garage it's fine don't worry about it I just think sometimes this happens you know you get the inspiration to do something and you do you can't explain that, you know? But anyway, Megan is brought to life. She's born into the world. And uh, she decides that, fuck what my boss wanted me to do. This is the toy we need to release. This is the one that yes. the world needs. This incredibly cuddly toy. Yeah. <laughs> Made of, like, rubber and aluminium, basically. Yeah. Um, no, titanium, sorry. It's maybe titanium. We'll come back into that later, yeah. I'm sure um and yeah so she sets up a meeting the next day uh a display in front of her boss basically saying i know what you wanted me to do but listen shut the fuck up i know better than you all right <laughs> she brings katie into this room and she's like i got a new friend for you and then she brings out megan who's the you know yay hi little little robot girl blonde hair you've all seen the pictures i'm sure mm -hmm. and uh her and Katie hit it off 
like a house on fire straight away and the yeah. boss is like this is an amazing I mean not at first but yeah eventually he does come around doesn't he yeah yeah, yeah. like eventually he's like what his the mind fuck? Is, I told you what blown. to fucking do and then yeah. afterwards he's like this is the best fucking thing ever oh. like every every kid wants this toy and how much does it cost a lot <laughs> What was was it something like sixty thousand dollars or something I, like I that? Or... How... I... Like, who the fuck's gonna be able to rich, afford that? Rich parents, yeah, but like, but not everybody. Yeah, like it's not this is the most the... successful toy, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's like, all right, well, we might sell ten, you know, for, like, but you're never gonna be able to mass market it. It's yeah. just way too expensive. And he was moaning that things were expensive, but now all of a sudden he's like, this is, no, everyone, this is the must-have toy, everyone needs to have this toy. But, um, yeah, so he says, like, we've got to get this in front of the board, we've got to get it in front of the CEO. Now, he's a bastard, he hates spending money, but he's sentimental, and he's got, he's got a kid or something around this bitch's age, I don't know. Do that, what you just did in there, do that on this meeting. So, and now the whole film is basically building up to this meeting and it's like, oh, you said that Megan is paired with Katie now, right? And he's like, yeah, that's right. That's how it works. He's like, right, get them. Those two need to spend as much time together as possible so that they build this relationship and they build this rapport so that when it comes to the meeting, everything's going to be like, oh, tears, waterworks. Oh my God, everything's yeah, going to be great. Yeah, pretty much. So that this meeting sets up basically the rest of the film. So now Katie and Megan start spending all this time together, start bonding. Like best friends. Best friends, coming up with dance moves and coming up with like all these games and plans and stuff like that. And then Gemma, I keep I keep having a problem with that. I keep wanting to call her you got it right. I keep wanting to call her Jallison for some reason. <laughs> So Jallison is uh, is now leaning heavily into Megan. Megan can pick up all of the all of the slack that I don't really want to yeah. do. You know, do you know that what is it? Seventy percent of a parent's time is spent repeating the same phrases over and over again. You know, well now Stop I don't that. Yeah, now I can get <laughs> Megan to do it, and Megan yeah. can just do all the parenting. Studies indicate that a staggering 78% of a parent's time is spent dishing out the same basic instructions. Oh my God, Katie, you have to flush the toilet. It is not that hard. So we found someone else to pick up the slack. Katie, flush the toilet. Flush your hands. Roll up your sleeves. Great job. It was my friend Jenny's birthday. And Megan's an excellent listener. The sky told them that the 13th floor was haunted. And she even has a few stories of her own. If it was so, it might be. And if it were so, it would be. But as it isn't, it ain't. That's logic. Said Tweedledee. She'll never run out of ways to keep your child occupied. And she'll never run out of patience. Katie, seriously, flush the toilet. With Megan around, she'll take care of the little things, so you can spend more time doing the things that matter. Yeah, I mean, there's one bit in the film uh, which I also think is reminiscent of Terminator, where she's reading the bedtime story mm -hmm. to, to Katie, but in a different voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's Woofy? Yeah, yeah. 
and then we see that come into play later on as well. Yeah, uh, uh, it's basically like Terminator. They can... That would oh, freak me it. out. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a difference between someone doing impressions and a totally different voice. I mean, I would not expect a little, what, 10-year-old girl to be able to do a full man's voice. Like, that would freak me out. And the way she, oh, my God, the way that she charges as well, where she just sits on a pad in the corner of your room, yeah. just staring at you. Oh, my God, that would terrify me creepy yeah. as a 10 year old i'd be terrified yeah, of that i'd be like oh, i don't like it <laughs> anything life-sized i don't want anything life-sized yeah. in my vicinity yeah. like, like all these people that collect life-size like i don't know like um daleks or life-size stormtrooper outfits and like I, like i don't know people who have like coats of arms and you know like a uh, 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 suit of armor that's yeah. what no, I wouldn't want any of that. A helmet? Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind a helmet. I'd have a helmet on, like, a display or something like that. But a full suit of armor? Nah, man. Anything, anything life-sized? Yeah. So, Megan and Katie start spelling, spending all this time together. Uh, Jallison is, um, yeah, just like I said, kind of checking out, letting the kid, uh, letting Megan basically become more of the parent. And then one of... Jallison's co-workers points out that maybe that's not the best idea, you know, maybe like, and, and here I think we start getting into the societal um, commentary of this film where parents allow tablets and phones and TVs to basically raise their kids. Yeah. And I think that that's where this film starts to comment on that that maybe that's not the healthiest idea you know like yeah. just letting you not doing any of the work and basically just letting electronics do all of the babysitting for you um what do you make of that do you think that yeah, yeah i think you're onto something there definitely i think there's a message in that sense yeah i mean i think there has to be a mix you know you can't obviously go out all the time with your kids and do productive stuff you know it's just not how the world works mm -hmm. is it you know but you know there are a lot of times where, you know, you'll have to. Yeah. I, I think that, but I think the main difference comes in is that where a tablet isn't going to murder everyone in my family. That's true. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's obviously taking it to the extreme. But, yeah, I think that that's basically what this, this film was trying to get at, wasn't it? Was that, like, maybe don't let electronics raise your children, maybe have a little bit more input in what they do, maybe limit the amount of time that they spend with them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this basically comes up again a little bit later on with the bitch uh, who basically says that, you know, they seem to have formed a very strong emotional attachment, you know, like Katie. I mean, obviously, she's a robot. She can't form emotional attachments. Um, Megan's the robot. Yeah, Megan's the robot. <laughs> yeah, what I mean is Katie's made the right. strong emotional yeah, connection yeah, to a robot. And that's very difficult to, to break apart. And, yeah, you ever seen a kid take a tablet away from a kid and you'll yeah. see. I mean, we, we see when, you know, she goes out with her, her school or whatever and she's like, oh, I'm not going without. Megan. Yeah, yeah. You know, she hasn't really made friends. Yeah. With other kids. And it's like a... Yeah, it's become like a security blanket as yeah. well. Like, I need to, you know, she needs to be with me doing everything. And then, you know, then the problems start coming in. Is like, I said no. And she's like, I don't care what you said. Megan's like, and then Megan starts chiming in 
every now and again with the with the uh the parenting advice you know like the whole telling kids what they can eat and what they can't eat in their childhood will often lead to them not liking those foods as adults true and then, <laughs> and then she was like true. shut up megan <laughs> you have to eat the toppings katie not just the bread You just said the one thing I asked you not to do. Research shows that if you force a child to eat vegetables, then they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say the preferred method is to give your child the choice. It's called the division of responsibility. But yeah, so then we, we start to see the, 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 the turn when the comment of um, Katie's parents dying comes up and Megan activates and is like, what happened to her parents? They're like, whoa, what the fuck? You're not supposed to be on and shit like that. So you start to see the roots that maybe she can overpower her programming a little bit, you know, or or misinterpret certain things. Yeah. She doesn't turn off all the time when you tell her to turn off now and stuff like that. Um, and then that's when she's been told, look, you're not here to ask questions. You're here to protect Katie from emotional and physical harm. And then that's, yeah generic generic orders to ai is not a good idea like you know just yeah keeping it as bland as possible no always it's like genies it's like genies or monkey's paws <laughs> if you're making a wish make it specific as hell yeah make it super specific so that nothing could possibly go wrong you know, because like in the new Aladdin remake, he's like, well, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room in that. I mean, you know, I can make you a prince. You know, there's one over there, you know, or do you want me to make you a prince? You know, like make it more specific, you know. Right, I see. Well, that Simpsons episode where Homer orders the sandwich. No, don't, but no, zombie turkey. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's a little dry. It's a little dry. You have to you have to specify a moist turkey sandwich yeah. with no zombie turkeys. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where the order comes in and that's where the the problems start to begin. They start to creep in. And um then the violence starts and we get the first victim of Megan where they're playing with bows and arrows i think she's playing with a bow and arrow was it that's right isn't it yeah because she shoots it at the window and megan's all like and, but she's lost an arrow and it turns out it's gone through the hole in the fence the aforementioned hole in the fence yes specifically that hole and uh megan reaches through to try and get the arrow and who should appear but the horrible monstrous dog and it attacks them. It, uh, it attacks what it basically thinks is a little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't know it's a robot, but it attacks this little girl, starts mauling her, and then Katie's like, "No, Megan, ah, no, 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 no!" She's like, "Let it go, let it go!" And then she puts her hand through to try and get Megan free, and the dog just clamps into her arm, and you hear this blood-curdling scream, and then it all kicks off and everything, and then Katie's hurt, um, and. Jallison is yelling at the neighbor about the dog and then the police get involved and she's like, I want that dog put down and I mean to be fair, it's not a dog, you know, why is this dog 
attacking people. So this was my first. I don't know what the rules are like in America, and I'm guessing that each state has different rules and stuff like oh, that because they usually so. have uh, different rules, don't they? But in this country, there are no, oh, it doesn't have a history of violence. It's like, no, the first time it shows violent tendencies, boom, it's done. It's gone. It is it is put down. It is terminated. There are there are no second chances. Whereas in this film, it's like, well, it's never had a history of violence before, so you know this is its first warning, and it's like, yeah, but for the purposes of the film, the dog has to stay alive. I mean, to be Long. fair, it does get put down pretty quickly soon after that. <laughs> like what that night? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not, you know, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, so this is where. Um, Megan is looking at Katie in bed. And she's like reading her vital signs, and it's like you know anxiety up and yeah, stress, like stress and and uh, heart rate and body temperature is rising. And she's like, I didn't protect her from harm. That will never happen again. And she and then this is where we get the next Terminator scene. Yeah. Yep. We'll talk for it. Well, when she. Uh... <laughs> She puts on the voice of the next door neighbor, right? To, Creepy as well. To call over the dog through the fence. Yeah. But she got like a robotic intonation to it as well. Yeah, true. Like it's like when you know when you hear like someone talking on the phone and you have that kind of noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we can instantly tell as you know as yeah. watching the film that it's not the next door neighbor. It's Megan putting on a, a voice to sound like yeah, her, you know. But obviously, the dog wouldn't know that. I imagine. Then the dog comes running. Yeah, and then meets its final end. We never, we never really see what happened to the dog, do we? Uh, no, no, we don't see what happens, but we know where. The dog is buried. Do we? Yeah, she says later on it's uh, it's you know three feet uh, underground, a uh, hundred yards from here. You right. know? Okay. So yeah, so she so Megan kills the dog, and then she buries the body, and then this is where I think she probably starts wiping her memories and her hard drive and stuff like that herself because we see later on that she's been doing that yeah but you would have thought that this is probably where she started doing that right because she's got to think i'm not going to get away with killing a dog right i mean i mean surely a robot will know that though right robot does a robot know about the existence of the police i don't know yeah you're gonna be arrested yeah well, not arrested, well i mean you're a robot arrested, yeah but you know what i mean but yeah and then the next morning uh Policeman knocks again, doesn't he? He's like, "Have you seen her dog?" And it's like, "No, I haven't." What's what's going on? And then the old, the, the next door neighbors. This is where she goes full crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She starts screaming at her and like, like, "Oh, that other little girl who's looking out the window," and stuff like that. And she's like, "It's not a girl. It's a toy." And the and the police officers are like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this is where it begins. Um. And then, you know, we just get the discussions about the uh, the meeting and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, some more little uh, bonding slash inclinations that things aren't quite going. Like, she, she stops turning off when when she's being told to. Yeah. And, uh, and she starts not defying, but, like, 
maybe stepping over some lines a little bit and things like that. But basically, we're just setting up the 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 the, the groundwork for the next part of where things start to escalate. I yes, think, of course, with the uh, school trip, all that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a, a scene that's in the advert uh, in the trailers um, in the woods. Oh, right. Yeah. That. Yeah, where she's running on all fours. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and yeah, so Katie has to go to school, and uh, Jallison is trying to convince her, like, you know, you've got to go to school. You know, it's been too long now. We need to start getting you to into school. And, she, and Katie's like, I don't want to go if Megan's not going to go. And Jallison's like, it's a fucking toy. It's not allowed to go with you. In fact, it shouldn't even be out of the house because it's like top secret and stuff like that. And then Katie's like, uh, you know, fuck you, bitch. I ain't, I ain't doing nothing without, <laughs> without Megan. You know, you ain't shit. You ain't my real mum. Uh, and then eventually Jallison gives in, like all parents do. And says, "Fine, we'll take the fucking doll." Jesus Christ! So they go to this place, and and it's a school, but is it? I mean, oh, it's just a trip, isn't it? It just looks like a words. yeah, just like a school trip or a or a a like a camp or or activity yeah. thing on the weekend, activity club or something. I mean, supposedly it's a school, but mm. I don't know. And then we meet. Possibly the best character <laughs> in this film. Yeah. Who's who's a sweet boy? It's a sensitive. He's a sensitive lad, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Jim. Yeah. Brandon, honey, are you warm enough? Do you need your hat? Fuck off, Holly. Um, but he's he's uh, clearly the school bully. Yeah. And uh, the Nelson yeah. Munson. The Nelson. Film. Maybe a little bit worse than Nelson yeah. Munson. Yeah. I mean, he seems very violent. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. Unprovoked violence, like serial killer kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah, from him, fu really. Futural, uh, futural. Yeah, futural. Futural fu serial, serial killer. killer. Right, yeah. Um, thankfully, uh, that doesn't materialise. Potential rapist as well. I, well, I got the vibes. <laughs> yeah, there's one particular scene where we like. I, I think something worse is going to happen. Than it actually does. It, uh, but thankfully, he's just a kid, so he hopefully doesn't know about rape. I don't know, man. He seems pretty. Old and developed, he is, but uh, as as I said, uh, we never get to see him as a future serial killer. No, not a future serial killer. No, unfortunately, <laughs> that's a sequel we should have got. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he he's paired with um, with Katie, of course, and uh, Megan is 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 in amongst all of the other toys, like yeah, like oh there, yeah, yeah, you br bring like, your like that ET scene where he weighs in with all of yeah, the toys, yeah, yeah. similar to that, yeah. And uh, so Katie's off in the woods with with uh, future serial killer, <laughs> and um, are they collecting like it's basically like conkers or acorns or some I'm, crap I'm, like I'm, that, isn't it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he starts like getting a little bit violent. Yeah, no, it's it's like a conker or a, a horse chestnut or something because it's got the spiky right. thing, isn't it? Right. And then he grabs her hand and he's like squeezing her hand into it, That's isn't right. it? Yeah. which would hurt him just as much as her, right? Because I mean, those but things he, are spiky. He's a pain, so he can take oh, yeah. pain. Yeah, I feel no pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so then Megan obviously wakes up and. Uh, I mean, she sensed that something was going wrong anyway, because she like she's got like facial recognition and like emotions come up in like the faces, like the percentage of like what's going on. Mm -hmm. 
she determines that this kid, this future serial killer, is out for some shit. She feels Katie's pain. Yeah. Not quite, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, so then all of a sudden she's, she just appears there and, and he's like, get her to do stuff, tell her to do stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, ah, fuck this. And he pushes Katie to the ground and runs over and grabs Megan and runs off into the woods with her. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, like Katie's freaking out. And then Jallison looks at the toys and she's like, oh shit, son. And then she's like running off like to try and find where they are, but they're in the woods, you know, no, no one knows where anyone is. And then uh future serial killer throws her on the ground. And then this is where the scene where uh, both of us thought, you know, cause he starts stripping her yes. and we thought, Oh, he's going to start doing some weird shit here. Uh, because he takes like off her shoe and he's like, hmm, yeah, throws his way. And I thought he was going to like start taking off her tights and stuff. Fortunately, he didn't. But he does climb on top of her, which is weird. But then starts like punching her face, right? Yeah. 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 Just which me. is titanium. So surely that would hurt, right? Yeah. But for the purposes of the scene, it doesn't. Yeah. But he's, so bad, he's a badass. He's well, yeah, he feels no pain, doesn't he? Yeah, we just established that. Sorry, yeah. Broken hands mean nothing to me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So he goes. He goes. He's like starts wailing on her, and then all of a sudden, Megan wakes up, grabs her his ear, starts ripping it, yeah, pulling his ear off, like stretching it right out, yeah, like that's nasty, and then rips his ear off, uh, and. Yeah, this is this is this is a uh, another Chekhov's gun. So, uh, and then she's like, you know, and then she gets up in a really weird, creepy manner, and then she's like, "This is the part where you run." Yeah, and he he runs screaming, and then she goes down onto all fours and starts chasing him. Uh, and to be fair, she doesn't actually kill him. No, she does not. No, but she leads to his death. Yeah, she chases him uh, to the edge of the road. He trips, falls into the road, and a car comes along and wallops him. Future serial killer. The sequel we never got will <laughs> never happen. And then Megan just like looks on at the blood stains on the road and it's like get the fuck out of here. And then yeah, we, we cut to like the ambulances there and the police are all trying to find out what went wrong and what's happening and everything like that. I mean, it's a shame because he was such a sensitive young boy. He was. You know, fuck you Tom. <laughs> um, but, but, um, so so here's, here's, here's my question to you at this point right here so we we've had this discussion before with I think The Conjuring where I was like at what point do you say GTFO like so you've so this so, I mean I guess that, that you wouldn't necessarily make these connections but as Jallison is there any point where you would be before now? I mean, I think that this is the point where I would start to be like, huh. Like, I don't know the dog's dead, but I know that the dog attacked Katie mm. and now it's gone. Yeah. Like, it's never gone before and all of a sudden it's gone now. It's a bit weird. And now I've taken her to this school. School. And now this kid's died. Like literally within a few days of each other. Like they're not these these instances aren't months apart. It's literally within a few days. Would you not start to be a little bit not necessarily about the, the about Megan, but like maybe Katie. 
Like, her parents yeah. are dead. Maybe she's got, like, a little bit of a... Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, in a realistic situation, I think that at this point, Katie and Megan would be separate. Katie's got some weird psychological stuff going on. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, I mean Megan, Megan would be taken in by the police as evidence. Do you think so, right? Yeah. Because he ran off with her. Yeah. So they know that that but happened. Do they know that uh, happened? Well, yeah, because Katie says... Oh, okay, she does say it. Yeah. Oh, okay. She says he ran off with her Megan yeah, into the so, woods. Yeah, realistically, she would be taken away into it. You think so, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, I would, I would definitely start questioning shit at this point. Yeah, you know, totally. well, yeah. things are happening to Katie, and then these things that are... That are hurting her, have all of a sudden gone away. Now... At this point, you have to wonder, did Katie kill her parents? Ooh. We, we know she didn't. Or do we? Is that just it from her point of view? Yeah, like, there you go. Maybe this whole film is like a Jacob's Ladder kind of thing. <laughs> and, like, she she's the real killer, but she's blaming it all on Megan. There you go. That's, like, that's the, what's got the sequels going to be. Oh, I say. That's, a, that's a twist right there. <laughs> Like she's the one going around killing everyone, but she's like, it wasn't me. It was the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of this is in her head. Yeah. <laughs> the whole dance. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just her in the whole yeah, stadium. It's just her imagination. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely be at this point going, okay, this is slightly odd. Like... I mean, I guess I built the robot, so I'm I'm certain in my abilities to state that no, this robot cannot harm other people. I'm I'm very aware of that fact. So I it's a lot of money on the line here. Yeah, but I would definitely be worrying about Katie. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, that's two things that have affected her that have just died. Is she okay? Like, is she doing something? Is she like a little bit? That's what I would be thinking at this point right now. I mean, because these things have happened so close together. That's all. But anyway, we move on. We move on. Where do we move on to? Where do we go? Presentation? I mean, you get some stuff before the presentation, don't you? Uh, do you? No. Maybe. No, I think the presentation does come first, doesn't it? Yeah, the presentation comes, and then... Because at the start of the presentation, Katie is, is upset. She just starts crying, doesn't she? Her yeah. parents, right? Yeah. And then... Um, the ones that she killed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to kill them. But she doesn't think she killed them. That's the thing. She thinks that the, yeah. the snowplow killed them. But really, <laughs> it was her. Yeah, totally. It was the snowplow, I tell you. The snowplow. <laughs> And do you notice how she had a tablet in her hand as well? Technology, that's what it is, man. Yeah, she was so she had a trolling tablet. snowplow. Yeah. <laughs> she was <laughs> She hacked into the mainframe and like controlled the snowplow into Sorry about these spoilers, guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we did warn you at the start, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, um yeah, so we do have the presentation. Katie's crying. And then everyone's like, what the fuck? Oh, you've ruined everything. Oh, my God, it's all shit. But then Megan comes out and is like, 
tell me something nice about your parents. She's like, tells it. And then she like, as she plays it back. And she's like, yeah. I will always keep it right here. Um, and then she sings a song, right? She sings, I've got one of two songs written down, but I don't know which one she sings at this point. Okay. So obviously she sings uh, Titanium by David Guetta. Which yeah. I did not make the connection until I was doing research. Oh, really? No, I didn't oh, okay. make the connection at all. Until I was like, oh, yeah, of course that makes sense. Because she's made of titanium. That was, yeah. I think that was when she got bitten by the dog, wasn't it? Maybe. Because she was in yeah. bed. She was in bed and she was singing to her in bed like, I entertain. Uh, maybe it might have been then. And then she sings uh, Diamonds by Rihanna, doesn't she? I think that, that was... Is, the, was that in, in this scene, the presentation scene? I think scene? that might have been this scene. Then. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been about three weeks since we've seen this. Yeah, thing, it's yeah. a little bit late recording, but yeah. But um, yeah, I think that that's this scene that she sings that then, yeah. Because mm. one of them is definitely... Titanium, she sings to her when she's in bed. Right. Yeah. So I think that that might just been after the dog bite. Because then that's when she decides, mm. I'm going to go kill this fucking dog. Mm. Um and then later in the film, when uh, you know she's killing people, she sings "Fuck the Police" by N.W.A. Does she? Spoiler alert! <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> Joking. Oh, was that that would have been cool? I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah. Fuck the police! Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck the police! Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like the 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 hard as ass. Uh, uh, chairman is like crying. He's like, "That was beautiful, oh my god, this is beautiful." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and then he decides. You know what? Yeah, I'll let you. Go. Oh, yeah. he he he, point he just decides. You know what? Yep, take as much as you need. We're gonna release this shit. Everyone, <laughs> get a presentation ready, like official release, official launch. Get this bitch uh, in front of a lawyer because she's gonna want to negotiate a new contract. This is this is the toy of the fucking century. Um, and then we find didn't, out. Shouldn't she say something like, "Katie is a important asset now" or something like that? Was it Katie or was it Jallison? Probably both of them. Maybe, I, I guess. Yeah. One of them, they said, oh, she's an important asset to yeah. this company now. I noticed she said, he said that about Jallison. Right. Because he's like, yeah, she's going to want a fat paycheck, isn't she? Yeah, because yeah, of all yeah. this, yeah. And then we find out that uh, Ronnie Chang's assistant has been doing corporate espionage. Ah, uh, yeah, he's a mole. Yeah, which he's is... a moly, moly, moly. <laughs> which is how the competition has managed to like one up them, like make their same pro things, but for so much cheaper and stuff That's like right, that. Yeah. So he sends them all the information for Megan, which is where I'm sure the sequel is going to come from. Uh, but we yeah, will talk. Possibly. That makes we sense. will talk more about that right at the end. I mean, he. I mean, obviously, he dies. He dies, so but, he, but he sent, but he, he sent, he the, sent the email off. Yeah. He already sent the information off. But we'll we'll touch upon more of yeah, that at the end because yeah. there's another little nugget in there. As I well. wanted to ask about the songs. Go. It's not particularly yeah, interesting, but I'm assuming she's heard the songs on the radio or something. That's or they're on the internet. I'm guessing she's connected to the internet. Isn't she? internet so, but can she sing the songs as like, Rihanna? I mean, yes, she can borrow voices, can't she? Yeah. Some voices, so, she doesn't sing. Uh, Diamonds by Rihanna as Rihanna. Maybe she's because she's like, well, right. Yeah, A, copyright. But B, that's probably not what Katie needs right now. She needs me. She needs my voice okay. rather than well, if hearing Rihanna sing. <laughs> just, just me basically playing a song for her, you know? <laughs> yeah, so just a little thing I She needs me to comfort her. She doesn't need a radio. So, yeah. 
But I'm guessing she probably could. Yeah. I mean, she could obviously put voices on. Like, she learns the neighbour's voice and stuff yeah, like that, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so we get out of the meeting and uh, they're having hot dogs and uh, Hayley and Megan are all cool and playing and everything like that now. And uh, Jalison's just like, hey, just quickly, can, can we talk quickly? And, and Katie's like, whoa, 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 and then they're carrying on playing. And then she's like, Megan bitch, turn off. And Katie's like, what the fuck, yo? What's up with you, man? Like, this is totally how they speak in the movie. Yeah, this is like verbatim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, then this is where Jalison's like, I've really let you down, haven't I? Because she saw her crying in the in the presentation, and she's yeah. like, "I haven't been there for you. I need to be there for you a little bit more." And then, and then, uh, uh, Katie's like, "Yeah, whatever, sharp." Uh, Megan, turn on, and then we start playing again. And then, Katie, uh, Jalison's like, "Oh crap, she's really far gone now." She's like, like super, like, ah, oh, dude, we haven't seen the other bitch yet. Um, she, the the other the, the the bitch scene hasn't come back up yet, but but she's she's already starting to notice something slightly wrong, uh-huh. and then uh, dog woman, dog woman. But I can't remember how that comes about. She's out at night, isn't she, looking for the dog? Yeah, but why did she decide to murder her? I can't remember. Because she was threatening. She? Like that thing that doll's looking at me all all day, you know. Something like that. Something along those lines. I'm assuming that she must have said something about Katie as well, right? Cause Probably. I don't think Megan's shown any not at this point, she hasn't shown any semblance of self preservation. So it was still her dog that led to Katie getting hurt. I guess maybe, yeah. But then but but basically she gets drawn in to the to the garage, yeah. Um, dog noises by dog noises, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, what?" She walks in, and then this creepy little fucking robot girl steps out, and she just takes the time to just like start like having a conversation with it instead of going "fuck this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm having this conversation in public, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So she basically confronts the the owner of the dog. And he's like, where's my dog? And she's, he's like, she's, Megan's like, oh, she's 100 yards from here, in the woods, buried three feet in the ground. So, yeah, I basically killed your dog, bitch. <laughs> uh, and then the woman starts freaking out. And then something that always annoys me uh, in films and stuff like that, she uses a nail gun to shoot her from across the room. That is not how nail guns work. Right. How many, time, people, how many people know that though? But every time I see this in a <laughs> film, people just are shooting nail guns like this. That is not how a nail gun works. A nail gun needs to be pushed up against the surface in order for it to work. If you right. just pull the trigger on a nail gun, it will do nothing. It will just go just basically pump out air. You need to have connection with the the joint, and then that's what pushes the thing into the ground. That's what then because it engages. Should have gone up to her and done it in her face. Yeah. So I always see that in films, and it always annoys me when they shoot them from across the room with a nail gun. So yeah, but anyway, she does that, and then the jet washer from right at the start That's comes right. back yeah. in, and she basically murders her by spraying her to death with all of these chemicals right in her face. Lovely. Uh, yeah, horrible way to die, I imagine. 
I imagine this is the point where Jallison, mm -hmm. Gemma, <laughs> is like, right, there's something seriously wrong here. This happens afterwards, doesn't it? Because the the, man, the police officer comes around and knocks on the door. Oh, the dog. And she's like, I don't know anything about the damn dog. And she's like, I, he's like, I don't think that's going to be a problem anymore. And then you see her being wheeled into the ambulance. And yes. she's like, holy shit. And then she talks with the detective. And the detective's like, you know, what's going on? Blah, blah. You had some beef with the, and he's like, yeah, but it was about a dog. I'm not going to kill her and stuff like that. And then, and then he was like, then her name, and he was like, weren't you there with that uh, uh, future or serial killer the other day? And she was like, what? Yeah, but you're not thinking there's a connection. He's like, no, 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 just, just weird coincidence that both of them were killed. And he, she was like, but he tripped and fell in front of a car, right? It was an accident. Mm. And then the officer's like, the detective's like, I'm not so sure about that. We found his ear like 300 yards away from the from the, the crime scene. So, yeah, it seems like he might have been killed. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then that's when she's like, what the, hang on, wait a minute. No, something's going a bit do lally here and then that's when she logs in to try and see the gps data and it's all been corrupted and the the the, the recordings have all been corrupted and everything like that and then she's like something might be wrong and then yeah she does the uh uh megan comes in and she's like what's wrong you seem like you're a bit distressed and then she's like, oh, like, and she's, they're, they're talking about something. I can't remember exactly what they're talking about. But then she's like, Megan, turn off. And then Megan's like, well, hang on a minute. I thought we were having a conversation here. And then it's like, oh, shit, she can, like, bypass orders and stuff like that now. Holy crap. Oh, you know, like, um, and then she does the whole pen thing. Like, look at this pen. And then she no, like, turns her yeah, off, like, the hard turn off yes. on her body, I'm guessing. And then wraps her all up. And it so takes her in. Factory. Yeah, and then that's when Katie's losing her shit. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, basically, like I said, take a tablet away from a kid and you'll yeah, see yeah, yeah. what we're talking about. Um, and then that's when they drive to the to the, the toy place. And it ha it just so happens to be on the night of the presentation. Uh, the, the launch, sorry, the official launch, the official isn't it? Official launch, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this is where everything starts going to crap this is Tong. yeah so so they take her in for diagnosis and they hook her up to this like rack that's got all these wires and then they can plug her into the computer and stuff like that meanwhile jallison takes katie upstairs to the room and katie's freaking out and she's flipping out and she's losing her shit and then this is where bitch decides to show up again like no no bitch did show up earlier didn't she sorry yeah because megan was in the room wasn't she yeah, because Megan gave her the tissue and then she's like, you made her cry and ah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure the bitch was there again. She was in the white room. While, while she was absolutely losing her shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was in the room while she was losing. So we got three scenes with bitching. Because <laughs> she was in the room while she was losing her shit. I, I remember that. And Katie's, uh, Jallison's like, uh, you know, you know, fuck this, I've got shit I've got to do, you know? <laughs> and then this is where um, she eventually calms Katie down, gets her all sorted out and says, look, I haven't been there for you. It's just you and me, yeah? Yeah. We don't need, we don't need M3, Anne. All right? 
Model 3 generative Android. What does the N stand for? Oh, is it? Oh, Android, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's just lazy. Technically, her name should be Mega. Using two letters on Android and not an Well, he does get used, but not. That was very clever. Well done. It wasn't clever. I just wrote it down on the Wikipedia page. Oh, I didn't bother doing that. See, maybe you should present this show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. But, um, yeah, and so they get in the car and they start to drive off. And Jallison tries to call her co-worker, uh, but it... The the call doesn't get picked up by her co-worker. It gets intercepted by Megan, yep. who, in her head, I'm guessing, or in the internet, in the cloud somewhere, imitates her co-worker's voice and is like, yeah, cool, thanks for letting us know. No worries, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No worries, it's all good. And then her friend, her co-worker, sees the call ending, and she's like, huh, that was weird. Mm. But she doesn't try to call her back. She just goes, that was weird. And then just basically yeah. goes about her work. And then the two other employees find that Megan has like, you know, oh man, she'd been doing some bad shit. She'd been doing some bad shit. But then she shuts down the system inside the building and they're like, oh shit, she's still wired in. She's blocking me out. Yeah. So someone has to go and unplug her from the system. So the man eventually, after being a pussy, <laughs> goes up to try and unplug her. And she's like, he unplugs her, and they're like, okay. and he unplugs the rest of the wires, and he's like, ooh, and he turns her back on her. And then the computer comes back on, and the other co-worker's like, bitch, move, she's still alive! And he's like, ah! And then he, like, gets jammed in, like, the like with something, like, an electrocution or something? Like, he yeah, gets electrocuted or something? Awesome. That's it, starts to, yeah, take him around, and then he's, like, being hung, and then she's, like, fighting the other co-worker, and then, like, eventually she, like, breaks the fire system, so it starts pouring CO2 into the room or something like that. But then Megan runs away, and the you know, the female co-worker gets the male co-worker down eventually, and then, then we cut away from them, we start following Megan, basically. Yep. And... That's when Megan starts going through a homicidal rampage through the building. Yeah. And that's where we get the dance scene. Mm. So if you could call me back today, that'll be great. Megan? What are you doing? Um, the meme. The meme, yeah. Uh, the viral meme of the dance. Uh, and yeah, she starts going around. She kills Ronnie Chang with a, a guillotine from a... What, remember, do you remember you used to have them at school? Did you ever have them at school? The, those types of guillotines? Yeah. But yeah, she rips the blade off of that, basically, and starts murdering people with that. So she murders... Murders? She Murders. murders she murders uh, Moni Chang. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, and he, he dies in front of the lift doors that open yeah, when the two moles moles the, the mole. The mole. Yeah, the uh, the assistant is there in the in the elevator, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then Megan like is like, "Oh, you." And then he she's like, "Oh, but I didn't kill him." 
you did and then he's like and then she like explains like oh you've been selling secrets and then when he found out you couldn't let that get out and so you decided to kill him and then you turn the blade on yourself and she makes him basically kill himself which is a uh, pretty badass i like that scene i like that scene yeah. I, I thought it was really cool because it was cold and calculated it was cool i like that um, and then she exits the building as all of the crowds of people that they've hired for this presentation, this this uh, launch, and see the two dead bodies in the lift. And yeah. like, <laughs> like that. She just leaves the building, gets into like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something like Some that. really nice, yeah. fine car. Yeah. And then, you know, this little 10-year-old girl that can't even see over the steering <laughs> wheel, basically, just drives this car back to uh, Jallison and Katie's house, where... Um, after all of this, uh, everything's fine. They decide they're going to be okay. Katie's gone to bed, and all of a sudden, Megan starts playing the piano. And what song is she playing? No, you don't know this no, one. I, don't remember. I can't remember. Toy Soldiers. Oh, was she? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. And then we all fall down uh, like toy soldiers. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, and then she's like, you, you know, you, you're being really bad and shit. You know, I thought we were having a conversation and then you go and do this, you know, trying to be all like, you know, civilized and everything like that. And then, yeah, and then she starts to get um, a little bit violent and a little bit psychotic and a little bit scary. I thought it was really good acting. I really liked it, actually. She tries to do the pen trick again. She's like, bitch, that won't work. He <laughs> like slams her head on the table. And then Katie's like, what's going on? She comes out of her room and she's like, I heard noises. And she's like, oh, uh, Jallison's like, I thought I heard, you know. Um, no, uh, Megan's like, if she comes yeah, in this comes room, in, I'll, I'll kill you. I'll yeah. tear your fucking head off or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she's like, oh, I remember what you said about Megan. And yeah, I'm trying to fix her and everything like that. And everything's cool. And just go back in your room. Don't come in here. And then Megan's like, oh, I'm all in pieces. You don't want to see me like this. Everything's terrible. And Katie's like, okay. And she goes back to bed. And then Megan and Jallison fight it out. And they start having fisticuffs. And, and then eventually it spills over into the, into the, the, the spare room. Uh, where, she, where Megan was built, yeah. and uh, she gets her hedge trimmer, and she like, just <laughs> into her head and like rips out chunks of her hair, and like that's when her face starts to Terminator-esque. Yeah. Red Terminator slash Chucky-esque. Yeah. Starts to come across, and then, oh, just when all seems lost, when Megan looks like she's going to kill, oh, no, that's not, she's not going to kill her. This was This was something that I thought was funny. So Megan's clearly not that smart. Because she's talking about like, oh, yeah. Because um, Jallison says, what do you think is going to happen here? You're going to kill me. And then you and Katie are going to go and live with uh, what's his face, his parents, the, the, the dad's parents. And she's like, yeah, I know, I know you're right. I've, um, I've been thinking about this. And any situation in which you die is not very beneficial for me. But um, one thing I've been thinking about is basically if I paralyze you and basically um, make it so that you can't move and turn you into a vegetable, basically, with this pen in a certain spot in your brain, I'll basically turn you into a vegetable. Uh, and then oh, I'll look after you. I'll look after you and, and Katie will, and I'll look after Katie as well. But the thing that makes me think is what does she think? How does she think that will work? 
Oh, this woman's a vegetable. She can no longer look after children. We've got these two people here that can look after her perfectly fine. Or we've got this toy <laughs> that can look after both of them. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So they kind of can link with Yeah. So even in, even in this scenario where she thinks, well, if I paralyze you and turn you into a vegetable, then I'll still be all right. We'll, we'll all live here together. Well... No, it's clearly not going to happen, is it? You know, they're not going to turn around and say, "Oh yeah, we'll live the palliative palliative care with this toy." <laughs> I'm guessing that, that that someone else would look after them, and Megan would still be there. Um, but I'm sure that yeah, they they would not let Katie stay there. They would move her off. Just you wouldn't leave the kid in the care of a toy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. But anyway, Katie comes in and she's like, what are you doing? And then Megan's like, this is the only way we can all be together. Come on. And then and then it looks like, and she's like, we can do it together. And then it looks like Katie's like, yeah, okay, we can do this. And then I get to be with Megan and stuff like that. And then uh, Jallison's like, no, no, Katie, no, and stuff like that. And then Katie's like, oh, but there's one more member of the family that you haven't met yet. His name is Bruce. Like, Turns on the gloves, and Bruce comes into life. This massive, huge robot, and he starts beating the shit out of Megan. You know, he's like wailing on her, picking her up, and fucking bashing her around, and then he rips her in half. And then, unfortunately, he falls over on top of Jallison. Yeah, and then Jallison's pinned, and, he, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" And then Megan starts coming for for um. Katie again, and she's trying to get out from under Bruce, and 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 this is what I was saying that I didn't really like the Chekhov's gun payoff with that. Is I think that they should have destroyed her with Bruce, not just been like a brief speed bump. Right. Okay. I didn't really like the whole slight distraction of it. Like, oh well, that was a bit annoying. Well, anyway, carrying on. Now I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> you know. And then, like, what does she have? Her she she gets her face ripped off. Megan, yeah. Megan gets her face ripped off, and you can see all of the inners and the computer and everything like that. And uh, what Katie jams something into the, like a screwdriver or something, into the central processing unit, and that's it. Oh. Megan drops. Megan goes down. Ooh. And then we escape the house just in time to see the co-workers outside with an ambulance ready to help everyone. And then we get the closing scene, which is what I, which is where I'm saying the sequel comes in, where her special, uh, her own designed Alexa, basically, remember, mm -hmm. that controls her entire house, yeah. starts blinking into life with Megan. We're led to believe that Megan's her consciousness has gone through the internet and is living in the internet still, you know, a la um uh what's his face ultron from the avengers you know he um, was yeah. living in the internet remember yeah so and that's where i think the sequel is going to come in because you've got the email that's gone out with all of her specifications and her consciousness is still living inside the internet yeah hiding that, out that makes sense yeah yeah i mean there's be some way to get to a sequel but as yeah as you said you have a point about the um mode the mode also on the information there might be 
as well. Yeah, part of it. Awesome. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to, in the sequel, they're going to have found a way to have like made it cheaper or something like that. And they're like mass producing them and stuff like that. And then eventually her consciousness will make its way back into one of the Megans or something like that. And then, you know, it'll be like. We'll see. I mean, they announced the sequel pretty quickly, didn't they? So they'll see. Pretty happy, pretty happy very well, this film, didn't they? So, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about just how well it did in a minute. But, yeah. So that brings us to the end of the film. So, yeah. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. Yeah? It was good. It, it, it was a good fun. Uh, it had funny moments in it. A few scary bits. A few gory bits. A bit of everything, really. Yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Good, me too. I really like this film. I thought it was it was cheesy and camp, but in the right kind of way. You know, it was it, it knew what it was. It didn't try to be anything too serious, but it wasn't anything too silly as well. It was just the right amount, you know. It yeah. was silly when it needed to be, it was serious when it needed to be. Like <clears throat> she did seem legitimately threatening at certain parts you know like i, I could buy like oh, the, the yeah. threat of her mm. but then it's still like it's a fucking toy mm. you know it's a little girl i'm you know so this is my question just how strong is a robot it's made of titanium so you know i mean it's made of titanium but it doesn't have like like muscles it has like actuators and stuff right like mm. pistons and things that yeah. makes it move yeah I want to be so fight with a robot but, I mean, how powerful can it be at that size? I mean, I guess a jack can lift a car. So maybe, yeah. Oh, it's powerful and smart as well. Well, not that smart. It thought that, you know, I can turn you into a vegetable. Smart enough. Yeah. That. But, yeah, but anyway, the point is, yeah, really good film. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, very enjoyable. I'm glad that we watched it. Uh any changes that you would have made to make this a more scary film? Or more scary? Um, yeah. I mean, it is violent enough as it is. I think most of the violence is implied violence, yeah. though, isn't it? There's only a few bits I can think of that were genuinely like, ooh, like the ear. Mm. The bit with the ear was... Yeah, big. that was ooh, a bit, yeah, away a bit there. Uh, I, I, there's only one scene in the film which I say I jumped at, um, even though there's like creepy moments and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so maybe more of that. I don't look like I'm a big fan of jump scares anyway, but um, yeah, in, there wasn't a lot of genuinely terrifying moments. Well, in the wait, film. what was the part that made you jump? The dog jumping out or attacking Katie. Oh, when it attacked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. So nothing to do with Megan, just the dog. Just the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog jumping out and uh, attacking Katie. Yeah, that was the the uh, <laughs> the scene that made. Even though it was totally obvious that it was coming. I don't, did I know about a dog's existence at that point? I don't yeah, 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 because it had already jumped up at the car. No, that was, the, that was the first, that was the one I'm talking about. Oh, jumped that one. Oh, right. I thought you meant like the, the when yeah, it through the fence. When you first right. seen it. Okay, okay. Uh, it just happened to take a car. Yeah, that made me jump as well, to be <laughs> fair. Yeah. It all jumps. Just because it was so freaking loud you know, as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, other than that, that's not really a lot I would have changed. Um, obviously, yeah. I'm not saying this in terms of the film being scary, but I would have changed Jackson's character to be a little more sympathetic. Okay. It does seem very cold through the whole film. 
She seems to... Well, I'm guessing they do that just to separate her and Katie. I mean, I know... Yeah, that that's the whole purpose of it, isn't it? Is to make sure that there is a gap there for Megan to come in. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, her, her, her character change throughout the film is so quick. <laughs> it's just like... It's just like... I don't want kids. Shut up, bitch. I've got a big, important meeting. Oh, crap. I've really let you down. <laughs> it's like very... Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm sure any of you would be like that, right? I don't know. I mean, as much as, you know, say tomorrow that, you know, you have to take care of your sister's kids. Mm -hmm. All of them? Oh, God. No, maybe just one of them. There's too many. But, you know, obviously, as it, you know... When it first starts, mm -hmm. you'll be like, oh, no, I'm not sure I can do this or whatever. But, you know, your goal will be to protect that child. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think that my life would, would, would be like, yeah, oh, this is a bit annoying, isn't it? To, you're really getting in the way of the stuff that I want to do to, like, I, I mean, love you. I mean, she's, yeah, she still cares about her through the whole film, obviously, but, you know. At the start of the film, she doesn't care enough. Yeah, that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah, the, the lack of emotion she shows throughout the film was something that bothered me. So just a little bit more of a sympathetic character. Yeah, a little bit. More. Doesn't really make the film scarier, but no, okay, no, no, that's no, that's what getting that as well. Yeah, no, that's fine. No. We'll, we'll move on. So we talked about like the the uh, success of it. So um, how much do you think it costs to make? Uh, well, horror films don't usually cost much to make. Uh, I'm gonna go under at least under thirty million to make. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well under. Well under. It's under twenty million. Well under. There you go. That's what I'm talking it about. It costs twelve million dollars. Twelve million. To there make. you go. Yeah, and it made a lot more than that. Um. Well, as of the um beginning of February, mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly what date. I didn't write it down. Uh, it had grossed worldwide $125 million. There you go. So that's, what, over 10 times its amount? Over 100 million more than it cost to make. So, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. You can see why it got a sequel? Very successful. <laughs> you can see why it got a sequel for sure, yeah. Do you think that this is going to be a new horror franchise, or do you think it's just going to be a one and a two kind of thing? Uh, I'm not really sure at this point. I mean, Are they going to try and tie it into a universe? Possibly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, the first, it was a massive success straight out the gate. I mean, that trailer was, you know, pretty popular. Yeah. You know? The dance went viral, as you said. So, you know, we had a lot of attention on this film straight out the gate. So, yeah, I don't see why it couldn't become. I mean, it depends, I think, on what happens in the second one. Mm -hmm. If it's the second one's any good or not. What, what Although that's been a problem in the past with some horror franchises. What kind of universe could you put it into? Who owns Chucky? Oh, I'm not sure. But Megan against Chucky would be interesting. Megan versus Chucky. And yeah. Megan would kick Chucky's ass, to be honest. So, what better than Chucky can do? Chucky can be active at all times, can't he? And he's small and wiry. And he's small and wiry, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't see why it couldn't become a franchise. As long as it continues to make the money. You know. That's what everything is. what all of these industries are about. Okay, so give me a rating then out of 10. What, what do you think? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go for... I don't really like giving half ratings. But I'm going to go for a 
Good score. I don't think it was quite 8 out of 10. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. So um, this, as of the beginning of February, was given a 6.6 on IMDb. Okay. Now, the prerequisite of this of this podcast is we are doing the the top horror films of all time on the imdb users list now this is not technically on that list yet because it's a new release however extrapolating its score it would put it in the mid 140s on that list so 140 between 143 and 146 um yeah, greatest horror film of all time. Okay. Happy with that? At the moment, yeah. I mean, it's a relatively new film, isn't it? But I enjoyed it, you know. I mean, if I had to make a list of 100 horror movies that I enjoy right now, I imagine that might make it. Yeah. If I had to really think about it. Well, I, I, think, I think I'd be quite happy to put it a little bit higher, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But, yeah, I mean, 6.6, it's about average. I mean, I'd probably go a little bit higher, maybe say a 7. I quite enjoyed this film quite a lot. So um, it was given 94% fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes um, and an audience score of 79%. But yeah, I thought that this was a very good film. I'd, I'd kind of agree with most of those scores. I'd probably maybe put it a bit higher on the list, probably a bit more than 140s. I'd probably yeah, it's, say. it's very hard to judge when I haven't seen the full list as well. Yeah. You know, I can't... Well, maybe one day we will release... I mean, I'd put it higher than Interview with a... Slash the vampire. I can tell you that right now. Well, I can tell you that it's not higher than that. (laughs) (laughs) But fair enough. Okay, so that brings us to our final question. Tom, did this film terrify you? It had its moments, but oh, no. Not really. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that different format and a little bit of a fresh look at a new film as well, hopefully. You uh, enjoyed that as much as you do our usual content. Tom, I want to thank you for joining me once again. Thank you for having me. And we will see you again on the next one. Uh, back. And oh, we're Terminator all over, aren't we? There you go. Until then, sleep tight. Thanks for listening. This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, then why not check out some of our other shows? Just search for Rich Tea Entertainment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play.